Sure. Lord, show me the plan. Show me the purpose. Give me spiritual insight. I'm telling you, when God begins to open your understanding, it's not just in the spiritual. It can be in the natural. And you can begin to understand things on your job. You can understand things in school. You can understand things in the world. And you can understand things in business. And you can understand things in health. And when you begin to understand it, then you apply it, then it works. You see, there's laws. There's laws of electricity. There's laws of gravity. There's all kind of laws. And when you understand them and you apply them, man, the benefits are amazing. Somebody say, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me insight. And help me grow. Now, what, what, what do we want wisdom, insight, and growth in? Not just in the world. Not in the world system. But in the knowledge of God. Oh, I want to know who He is. Now, Paul gave us a little insight of, 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 of who He is. He's rich in grace. He's rich in mercy. He's the one who forgave our sin. He is the one that had a plan for the, from the beginning of salvation. He is the one that has revealed Himself. He is the one that now has all power and authority. Can I tell you? The people in this world do not have power and authority. Did you know that God raises up leaders and God puts them down. There's a purpose and there's a plan. What we do is we trust in God's purpose and His plan. And we say, Lord, give me wisdom on how to help. Lord, what can I do? How can I pray? How can I get involved? How can I make a difference for righteousness sake? Because the wisdom and the insight and the growth that I want is in the knowledge of God. To know who He is, what His plan is for my life, amen. what His purpose is for me, and that I would grow up. Put away childish things and become the man or the woman that God has created me to be. Amen? Thank you for that patty cake. (laughs) Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. So people in the world, they're wanting knowledge. They're wanting understanding. They're sending uh, our education system right now. I hate to tell you, it's broke. The things that they should be teaching, they're not teaching. The things they shouldn't be teaching, they're trying to teach. You send your kids to college to get education, and they come out indoctrinated and messed up and confused. There's an agenda in this world, and I'm telling you, it's contrary to the Word of God. And so we've got to begin to plead the blood over our children and their hearts and their minds, be involved in their education, be involved in what they're learning, and you make sure that you're putting the right things in. Because the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. As you begin to understand, and I'm not talking about a fear I'm afraid of God, but an awe, a reverence. God is holy and awesome and wonderful. And He's our heavenly Father. And He loves me. And because I honor Him, and I begin to study His Word, and this is where true knowledge comes from. But the Bible says, fools despise wisdom and discipline. A fool don't like discipline. 
He don't like to be told no. He wants to do his own thing even though it's the wrong thing. But we need to understand that the Lord, when he loves us, he corrects us. And if you have somebody in your life that corrects you when you do things wrong, thank God for them. Don't be mad at them. Thank God that somebody will tell you the truth because they love you. Proverbs 28, 26 says, Those who fear, those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Oh, listen, I don't trust my own insight. I, I, I don't know. I mess up. Things I think are right or not right. I want God's insight. I don't want to just do what's right. I, I love a sign I saw. It said, what's missing out of God's word? Your opinion. I, I, I don't want it to be my opinion. It's not my insight. It's not my wisdom. Lord, I need your wisdom and your insight. You show me what to do. I'm not the one telling you what to do. You show me what to do. Colossians 2.3 said, In him lie hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Timothy says, Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen, as we begin to pray and decree, Lord, give me spiritual wisdom, insight, and knowledge of you. Lord, begin to let me study. Let me read your word. Let me dig in and say, what does the scripture say? What do I trust your word? I trust your principles. I trust your plan. Now, Lord, as I read, as I go along, show me what others don't see. Give me insight to understand how things work and what things are and who is and who's not. Lord, show me the true and the fake. Wouldn't that be a good thing to have? You see, bankers, they don't study fake money. They study real money. They handle real money. And then when a fake comes along, they know it. Listen, God's word is true. Hang around the truth. Get in the truth. Study. Love God. And when a fake comes along, you'll know. The Holy Spirit will let you know. No, 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 no. They're, 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 they're not. That's not right. That's not the right principle. That's not the right attitude. That's not the right word. Lord, help us to receive your wisdom. Number two, to understand the confident hope in your calling. Let's read that together, that part. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. Hmm. Did you know the, what, what, what do they call those lights? I'll ask our electrician. What do they call those lights? What do we call those lights we put on the corners of the house that shine out and give light to all of the yard? Floodlights. You see, they flood the darkness with light so that you can see. Now, my floodlights all day night, they're on their uh, motion, and so they go off and on all the time. And sometimes I get up and look out, and what made them go off? It used to, it bothered me. Now I realized it's several things. Number one, it's cats. I got cats in my yard. It's possums. It's raccoons. 
I got them all. They'll come up on my back porch. They'll set the lights off. They, it, it, it's motion. Things, uh, it sets it off. I'm telling you, God needs to allow us to have a spiritual floodlight, motion-censored, so that when things try to sneak up on us, when the enemy tries to sneak in little things, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will flood that darkness with light. And most of the time when it comes on, they run. They don't like light. They don't, and, and, and burglars don't either. Because in the light, they are illuminated so that we can see them. And our aim is straight. Oh, no, no. We won't say. <laughs> That's what I call gun control, being able to aim straight. Listen. <laughs> what does it do? It, it, no, nothing that likes darkness, nothing that's sneaky, nothing that wants to try to be, uh, do things in the shadows... The devil doesn't like the light. And when the light comes on, the darkness scatters. And, and so do cockroaches. That's why Motel 6 leaves the lights on. <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you. Yeah, if you turn them off, the bugs come out. No, I'm not. Nothing wrong with Motel 6. Here we go. I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He has called. His holy people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. Now, let me ask you, how many likes the word inheritance? Doesn't that sound good? How many would like to receive an inheritance? That means I'm going to get something. But when we understand inheritance, I mean, that, that's all wonderful and good. But listen to this. You are His inheritance. That's how precious He sees you. That's what He thinks about you. You are His inheritance. Because of Christ Jesus, He has reconciled humanity that was lost because of sin through Adam. But through Jesus, He has brought back His family and we are His inheritance. That ought to make somebody feel good. I'm an inheritance. That means I'm valuable. That means I'm worth something. I have some value. But he said, I want you to have light, that your heart be flooded with light, that you will understand the confident hope that he's given to the call. Because I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people. I'm not talking about the world now. I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about people who have given their hearts and lives to Jesus and they're on the way to heaven. They still do not understand who they are in Christ and how valuable they are and that they are an inheritance to Christ Jesus. 
And they still feel worthless and useless and discouraged and despondent. And the devil manipulates them and uses them. And the, Paul said, I want to pray for you that you will understand the confident hope. You need to have some hope. Everybody say hope. Psalm 33, 22, let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. You need to begin. Stop putting your hope in things that can't satisfy. Don't put your hope in people. Don't put your hope in money. Don't put your hope in politics. Don't put your hope in worldly systems. You can't put your hope in a car, in a house, in clothing. You can't put it in money. You can't put it in anything in this world because it is temporary. He said, set your affections on things above and understand where your hope is. Hebrews 7.19 says, For the law never made anything perfect. You see, the law was perfect. But all it was intended for to show man his imperfection. And that he needed a Savior. But what man tried to do is to keep it all. Let me show God, how holy I am. But the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. And so many tried, but the law never made anyone perfect. Jesus came along and even made it more difficult. He would say the law says this. But I say this. The law says... I say, the law can't make anyone perfect. It points out our imperfections and that we need a Savior. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. Now, through me, you're made righteous. We're not made righteous by keeping a bunch of rules and regulations. We're made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior and He covers us in that precious blood and we're made righteous, then God looks at us and sees us without fault. Wow. That's what Paul said I want you to understand. I want you to be confident in the calling that God has called you to. What has He called me to? He has called me to be a son of God. You've been called to be a daughter of the Most High. You have been called as children. You are an inheritance of God Almighty. Yes, we're going to spend eternity with Jesus where He's going to prepare a place for us that where He is, we may be also. But right now, here on this earth, amen, you are the apple of His eye. Amen, He counts the very heads on your hair daily. He keeps up with you. He cares about you. He loves you. You confess your sins, He forgives them. Amen. I mean, he loves you. He wants you to understand and have hope in what you've been called to. 
Because we have an epidemic of suicides, an epidemic, amen, of all of anxiety and all these crazy things. And it's because the devil has stolen our hope. He's made us feel worthless and useless. Yes, we fail. Yes, we make mistakes. But we are still the righteousness in God through Christ Jesus. And we fall get back up. And when we sin, we confess our sin. And He's faithful and just to forgive us. And we move forward and we don't lose our hope. We're confident in hope. The law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope. We need a better hope. I need a better hope than me. You need a better hope than me. I'm not going to get you to heaven. I can't get you out of all your trouble. I can't pick you up every time you fall down. I can't solve all of your issues. But I know who can. And I have hope in Him. And I trust in Him. And I know He has called me for this season, for this purpose, for this plan. And I want to be confident in what He has called me to. I want to be confident that I am a child of the Most High God. I want to know that I'm saved. I don't want to hope so. I want to know so. And because of His Word says... We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive. That if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, we would be saved. And so we come. And it's not a particular prayer that saves a person. It's the heart. It's when you believe. It's when you trust Him by faith. And you say, Lord, I believe that you are who you said you are. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sins. You rose again. You live. You're coming back for me. And I want to receive you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. It's a, it's a heart issue, not a mouth issue. But with the mouth, salvation is made under... We confess under salvation. I mean, we've got to declare it. And then he said that we would publicly be baptized and confess before men that we've accepted Jesus Christ and that our life is going to show it. We're going to bear fruit. Amen? Now, I know some fruity people, but it's not, it's not all spiritual fruit. We're called to be salt and light. You're called to be the floodlight. To shine in darkness. You're called to be the salt of the earth. To make some... To, to Even chocolate is better with a little salt in it. Did y'all know that? Listen. But the Bible says if salt has lost its savor, it's good for nothing. Throw it out. I don't want to lose my saltiness. I don't want to lose my spice. Huh? Look at your neighbor and say, you spicy. You're salty. ha, <laughs> ha. 
I want to be salt. I want to be light. I want to add a little spice to the world. Amen. I want to shine. Amen. I want to do good. I want to have a hope. And I want to share that hope with the world. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy. Well, let's get to number three. The last thing in this scripture, Paul said, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. <sighs> okay. So, you're, now listen. You keep reading Ephesians 1 because I promise you, every time I've read it, I've got something else. These three... They're just the tip of the iceberg. You can take every single line, every single, and just put it in your heart. Learn it. Get it. And say, Lord, reveal it to me. Give me wisdom. Give me insight. Give me knowledge of God. Show me who you are and what you have done and what you're going to do and what you've called me to do. And then help me to understand and have hope in my calling. To know that I'm an inheritance. That you love me and I have a purpose. And then that I understand the incredible greatness of God's power. Now, I think we have a long way to go to understand His power. Now, we see it in the world. We've seen it in the past. We sang it this morning. We talked about it. The earth was without form and void. And the Darkness was on the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light. That's power. He separated. He created. That's power. We look all through the Old Testament at the power, the acts of God. Amen. From, from I mean, smiting to sending pestilence and all kind of things on Egypt to providing water for people and food they walked through the desert 40 years and their clothes never wore out their shoes didn't wear out and think about this 40 years you know they grew all the kids grew so the shoes and the clothes must have grew there's another miracle right there I, I don't know how it all happened or how it worked but you know how I know that it happened because God's powerful do we truly understand the power of God? You're so worried about things happening in this life that you're not going to be able to do this and this and how's this going to happen? I pray that you understand the power of God. How great God is and how much He wants to move in your life. Lord, help me to understand the incredible greatness of your power. Deuteronomy three twenty four and 5. O oh, sovereign Lord, you have only begun to show your greatness and your strength of your hand to me, your servant. Is there any God in heaven or earth who can perform such great and mighty deeds as you? Oh, I want us to get to the point to where we look up and go, God, there ain't nobody that can do the things you do. You are awesome in power. He's done so many miraculous things. And as we go into these end times, He is going to do some more mighty things. But today, He's doing mighty things 
He can do it all by himself. But you know how he chooses to do it most of the time? Through us. That's how he, because we are his body right now. We are the church. We are who he died for and who he's coming back for. And he is using us as his hands and his feet and his mouthpiece. Amen. To show forth the glory of God in this generation. And he wants us to declare his glory. First Chronicles 29, 11 and 12. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and earth is yours, O Lord. And this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone. And you've been trying to get it by yourself. Wealth and honor come from you alone. For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength oh see as we begin to understand our calling and how great he is he begins to move greatly in and through us Psalms David said I know the greatness of the Lord for the Lord is greater than any other God it was Peter and John after the Holy Spirit fell And they were baptizing the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And Paul said it. He said the sending of the Spirit was a confirmation of everything God said and did. This is a confirmation. We've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples, when I go back to the Father, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came... They looked at each other and said, he made it. (laughs) He reached his destination. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, given all power and authority. Because he said, when I get there, I'll send you a promise. And he sent the promise. It's a confirmation that he is where he said he was going. And that he said, I'm coming back to receive you unto myself. Peter and John, John... Filled with the Holy Ghost, preaching the gospel, go up to the gate beautiful, to the temple, and there's a man begging. He's been lame from birth. And he rattles his little cup, asking for alms. And Peter looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And immediately he was healed and leaped to his feet and danced and praised God. Everybody got mad. And the rulers and the leaders arrested him and called him in and brought him before the magistrates. And here's what they wanted to know. By what power or in whose name have you done this? Now, Peter and John knew what power and who and where. And it's the same power that Paul is saying he wants us to know. Because when you know what authority you have and what power you walk in and that you have the power to give it, 
It'll change your life. See, they had been following Jesus. They had been watching him heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out devils. And Jesus told them, I give you power. And when he got ready to go away, he declared unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, cast out devils, raise the dead, heal the sick, speak with new tongues. He said, I've given you the authority. And when they understood the power that they had and began to exercise it, they began to turn the world upside down. And the devil has tried to steal that revelation. He tries to make you think that you're nothing, that you're nobody. He tries to point to your past and tell you that you're unworthy to say these things and do these things. But I'm telling you this morning, I'm praying as Paul prayed, that you come into the knowledge and the understanding of your calling and that you understand the power of His greatness and that you begin to walk in it. Whose power and authority did you do this? And they said, Then Peter... Filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and all the people in Israel, he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. That's how. When people say, how do you think you can do anything today? What gives you the right? What gives you the authority? What gives you the power? We can say just as they did. Let me tell you. It's not me. I'm not doing it. I didn't do it. I'm not worthy. But except through His grace and His blood. But because I'm a child of the Most High God. And I've been commissioned. Amen. To preach the good news to the poor. I can lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. I can cast out death. I can tread upon serpents and scorpions and I can speak with new tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. I'm a child of the Most High God and I know who I am and I know what kind of power I've got and I know who it comes from and I'm not afraid to use it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, told you a while ago I was going to try to help help you husbands. Y'all need to exercise some authority, power. <laughs> Pastor, how do I do that? All right, I want all the husbands and wives to stand up. Get by, get by, get by your husband or your wife. Come on. All right. All your husbands, turn towards your wife. Grab her both by both hands. All right. I'm trying here to help you husbands. Y'all ready? Look at your wife and say, I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do for me. Happy Wife's Appreciation Day. 
Come on, give him a hand clap. Yes. Today is Wives Appreciation Day. Tomorrow, you should appreciate them every day. Let's all stand to our feet today. <clears throat> now, I want you to take that sheet of paper home. Now listen, I want you to read this over and over and over. I want you to read the entire book of Ephesians over and over and over. There's so much good stuff in there. Does anybody need more wisdom? See, I, I just gave you some wisdom. Most of you didn't know it was Wife Appreciation Day. I shared the knowledge with you. I showed you how to do it. Now, it's up to you what you're going to do for the rest of the day. You're going to take her out. You're going to do something nice for her. You're going to rub her feet tonight. What are you going to do? I don't know. I just know I'm here to give you knowledge of the day. What you do with it is up to you. Lord, give me wisdom in your word. Now, what I do with it is up to me. How, how much of it I'm going to use. How much of it I'm going to walk in is up to me. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me insight. Give me knowledge. Let me grow. Then, Lord, help me to understand the hope of my calling. I'm an inheritance. I'm a blessing. You love me. And then, Lord, reveal to me your power. Help me to walk in your power. Walk in your authority. Use what you've given me. How many is going to start your car today with a screwdriver? Anybody? Okay. How many is going to use a key? Okay. Israel's going to use a key. Rest of you are going to use your finger, I guess. Well, we do, you know, you had the key in your purse or pocket and you use your finger and mash the button. But see, here's the deal. God, in the Word of God, He said, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Why are you still trying to open stuff with a hammer and a screwdriver? Stop trying to pry things open that the Lord has given you the key to. You just need to take the key and use it, step into your authority... Start declaring the Word of God, but you can't declare what you don't know. So you got to read it, study it, learn it. Get wisdom and insight and knowledge. So, Father, today I thank you. Thank you for Brother Philip that just motivated us last week to look at Ephesians 1. Oh, there's so much good stuff in it. I pray, Lord, that as we dive into this as a church for the remainder of the year... Lord, add it to our daily devotion. Just glean some things. Lord, I want wisdom. I need insight and understanding. Lord, I want to know who I am in Christ Jesus. I need to understand my authority. I need to know your power. Lord, show me. Reveal to me. And help me to understand. Lord, I pray today, one of the greatest knowledge we can have is how much Jesus loves us. That's the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord.
I pray today, Father, if there's one person in this building or one person watching me online that didn't know that Jesus loved them, didn't know that He died on the cross for them, didn't know that He is the way, the only way to heaven, and that if we confess our sins, He'll forgive us. He loves us. He created us for a purpose. And He wants us to understand that. But He wants us today to accept it. Father, if there's one person that's never received you as Lord and Savior, I pray today, open the eyes of their understanding. Open their heart to salvation. Father, they can't do it on their own. Without you, we're, we're lost. We're hopeless. But with you, we're forgiven. We're saved. We're justified and on our way to heaven. All because of the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you for that knowledge today that I've shared with them. Now, Lord, what are they going to do with it? Will they use it to confess their sins and receive you as Lord and Savior? If you're watching today online, if you're in the building, and you say, Pastor, I understand that. Jesus died for me. He loves me. And He wants me to receive Him. And today, I'm going to step out by faith, and I'm going to do that. I believe Jesus loves me. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. And I believe He's coming back to receive me. And I want to be ready. I want to make my eternal home heaven. Would you pray with me today? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth I'm a sinner. But I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins. He rose again. He is coming for me. I want to spend my eternity in heaven. So today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Give me wisdom, insight, and knowledge. Of the things of God. Help me to understand. And have hope. In my calling. And help me to understand. And walk. In the power of almighty God. Holy Spirit. Empower me. Fill me. Use me. In my generation. To fulfill the purpose of God in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give.